This episode of Love After Lockup Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim, and I support the love of convicts. And I'm Kyle. You kids ever wonder what prison's like? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. I missed that. I just had a federal marshal texting me. I don't know why he keeps texting me, you know? God, lay off. I'm only driving around aimlessly this this city looking for an escaped halfway house convict. I wonder what this marshal's texting me about. Just threatening random workers and hotels that are doing laundry. You know, typical Friday night. Random laundry staff that happen to have a mic attached to them. (laughs) You know. Don't think about it too hard. But you know what? That's the problem with us watching these shows so much, Kim. I was thinking about it the other day, and these shows are not meant to be broken down and analyzed the way that we do. Because if you watch them and you actually think about it, and you're like, that lady, she clearly has a mic attached to her. They're not just walking. They're not storming the hotel and starting an interrogation. Like this was obviously a prearranged thing. And it just becomes so much more bizarre and surreal. If, if you think about it a little bit too hard, I, I it's, it's difficult for me now. <laughs> it's really funny though. This episode I thought was in general, like it was amusing and it was entertaining. What did you think? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, I thought the, um, like I just started writing down like really they're going to go to the fucking <laughs> zoo they're going to go to the zoo That's she's really doing. excited to go to the zoo with his nieces even though her three you know her own kids are back in Texas I've driven through Pueblo it's like you know it's it's a city there's a lot of people that live there but I don't know if I would choose to go to the zoo unless I actually lived there I don't know I actually said that and we didn't get to see much of the zoo so maybe it's a really nice zoo but I feel like a lot of those smaller city or small town zoos are kind of depressing. Yeah. But then again, I grew up around the Columbus Zoo, which is, I think, one of the best in the country. We had really? Jack Hanna, oh, you know? Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Glor- Glorietta and what's his tat? Um, <laughs> why, why does she wear clothes into the jacuzzi tub? Okay, so my husband sat down and watched exactly 2.5 minutes of Love After oh, Lockup. Oh, I'm so glad he he watched this part. I'm so glad he watched this, this part. This was the part that he's watching. He goes, why is she wearing clothes? <laughs> he and was what very the fuck confused. are you watching? And you do a podcast about this fucking shit? <laughs> <laughs> he 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 could only last about two and a half minutes, and then he he found something else to do. But the way that this was edited with Alexander singing in the very like the opening of the oh, episode, man. and then the Chiron comes up, and it's like twenty five minutes out of prison. I died. I was like, that <laughs> editing is genius. It was so funny. Just I also like since when is Josh somehow the most reasonable person on this show? Very alarming. I said, I, I called this. He's He seems relatively normal for being a psychotic, large shirt-wearing bank robber guy. <laughs> totally. Also, just before we get... Because we have a lot of stuff to get into. I have some postcards. I really loathe Amber. Loathe. I liked her like the first couple of episodes. And now, I just like... There's no redeeming qualities about her. She's like totally like ganging up on Vince for absolutely no reason. 
And I'm convinced that she is in a relationship with Puppy and she's just trying to fuck with Vince. It's so messed up. It's getting odd, especially, you know, a lot of it has to do with her not defending Vince against this woman. What's her name? Michelle. Rando. Michelle. Yeah. Like, who the hell is she? Uh, She's never even met Vince and is already passing judgment. Michelle sucks, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she does. M- Michelle seems like someone that was specifically recruited for the purpose of, hey, can you fucking like break us up? Because I'm too yeah. chicken shit. I'm too chicken shit to do it myself. So just be a total twat to Vince, and I'm not going to defend him. And then maybe he'll get mad at me finally and break up with me. It, apparently, it didn't work yet, but totally. So, okay, let's go into postcards. So I got, because we skipped last week, um, I got a ton of postcards over the last two weeks about Vince and his quote-unquote scam. Yes, this is not a tax benefit. It's a military benefit that you get extra money per month for every dependent that you have, and that includes adult dependents. dependents. Puppies? Sorry, yes. So that's why... That's how he's getting this monthly money for puppy's adoption. And then potentially Amber's, it sounds like they had talked about him adopting Amber as well, which as we know, isn't going to fly because they're in a romantic relationship. So you can't adopt somebody that is going to be your wife actively. (laughs) Well, to be fair, they're kind of not in a romantic relationship. (laughs) I know. Right. Maybe you should just do it. Um, so yes, we got a ton of postcards about this, tons of people from military families listening and, and kind of straightened us out about this. So this is cash money per month, $257. I just uh, want to know what the line is. If she were not in jail. I I just still don't understand what the line between this and, and what like legitimate fraud is, right? It's It's hard to know. Even if this is something you can totally legitimately sign up for and it's a thing people do, just like the the reasoning and the motivation behind it, just it just sounds like he's defrauding the military to me. It really I does. I know it does. But anyway, I we don't have to talk about it anymore, but I got tons of DMs about it. I got a really interesting postcard from Instagram follower Carrie today. She has an interesting theory on LaMondre, and I'm I'm surprised that we didn't concoct this ourselves uh kyle she thinks that lamondry is using andrea to launder money through her sunglasses business that's a good hypothesis so interesting right yeah so in that case he would be what like investing into her business he would just be cleaning money he would just be laundering it so sending like money using her business. Yeah. I didn't think about the specifics of how it would work. Yeah. It, I mean, obviously he has people on the outside that have access to his money. And then I would assume they would be somehow just passing it through her business and then putting it in an account in his name. Right. Somehow. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I'm sure there's a way you could do it. I, we, we just know that, <laughs> Andrea goes and robs sunglass huts to get her product. So I don't, I don't necessarily see how money is becoming net cleaner in this scenario. Is what I'm. Well, no, that's even better because if she's getting the prime, the primary product for free, then that's even more money that you could launder through the business because you don't have that cost yet um, accounted for. It's even more better. 
it's, it's even, even more, more better. better. Yes. Yeah. I've seen Ozark. I know how this works. Yeah, come on. We're all we're all experts here. <laughs> I also got a postcard from our Patreon member Sabine. She actually just um posted this in the Facebook group. She said that she's been reading in other groups that Tony stole a phone from production and then ghosted everyone. That would be hilarious. I <laughs> love that. I hope that we find out I hope we find out more about this because I thought that was hysterical. That would be great if they just cut to one of those text screens that just says, Tony jacked uh, Mr. Mustache Man's phone and he's just fucking out of here. <laughs> Mr. Mustache Man is too good for Love After Lockup. Okay. He has moved up in the world to 90 Day. That's true. He's on the A team. They, they're sending him, they're sending him to India instead of to fucking wherever these crazy people live, Idaho. I know. Word on the street is he's got some sweet international assignments this season. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, good for him. One small piece of evidence. Tracy's back on Instagram with pink hair trying to sell cameos. Good for her. I hope that she is not using it for motherfucking crack. Me too. We got a couple hope. We got a couple people that reached out about the detective last week. Um, you know, we in case you're listening, we took last week off because uh kim as you can probably hear has been really sick um but we did talk about love after lockup a little bit on our last patreon episode and a couple people reached out about the detective we were confused because it seemed like the detective was talking a little bit too much about something that was kind of a it seemed like a pending legal matter but a couple people that were former law enforcement reached out and told us that first of all this guy's retired so he doesn't have much like liability anyway and also um they didn't seem to think that he said anything that would be detrimental or like potentially um i don't know controversial to the case right so i trust them over me (laughs) i know yeah me too Hey ladies, I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about our sponsor, Lola. Do you know what's in your tampons? The FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, and many are treated with harsh chemical cleansing ingredients. A lot of major brands even use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their tampons, like rayon and polyester. Gross. Lola products, on the other hand, are 100% organic with no added chemicals, synthetics, or dyes. And even better, Lola is a female-founded company founded by women for women. And the best part? Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable and you can choose your mix of products, mix or absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. So if you want 16 regular tampons and two light tampons, you can customize your box to make it just that way. Also, you can change or skip your subscription at any time, all online. No need to call anyone. I've been a Lola subscriber for at least two years now, before this podcast even existed. I absolutely love that I'm able to customize my box to get the exact mix of absorbency that I need and also to get the type of applicator that I want, compact, cardboard, or non-applicator tampons. I never even think about buying tampons anymore. I love that Lola just delivers them to my house every month. For 30% off your first month subscription, go to mylola.com and use code LOVECRAYCRAY30 to get 30% off your first month subscription at Lola. That's mylola.com and enter code LOVECRAYCRAY30. That's love, C-R-A-Y, C-R-A-Y, 30 to get 30% off your first month subscription with Lola. 
I've been getting Lola for about two years now. I love it. Highly recommend it. I'll also have a link in the show notes with this coupon code if you're driving and you want to take advantage of this great offer when you get to your destination. And one more uh, postcard we got from Patreon member Lori just basically saying that she's been in the tourism industry since she was 18 years old and she has never seen a room with three fucking beds in it. Okay? That's all I had to say. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, the mystery of the three beds shall live on. Yes. (laughs) Also, this is episode 30. Oh, my God. 31. Is it 31? Fucking 31. 300. Doesn't matter. Oh, my gosh. It's just so many. Okay. Let's hop right into Glorietta and Alexander. Did Glorietta ever communicate, like, any of her expectations with the whining and dining and the dating to Alexander? Or do you think that she just assumed he understood that's what she wanted? I don't think there's any communication whatsoever. I think that he literally just sang to her over the phone a couple times and she thinks that they're getting married. She is maybe the most delusional person that has ever been on the show. And that is saying a lot given that we have Cheryl on this season. How could she not be confused though, Kyle, with these beautiful songs he's writing to her, such as this is the song he sang to her in the car. Baby girl, I can't sleep. Until you're right here next to me, prison walls took a toll on me. I just can't (laughs) wait to be free. So romantic. Man, I I think it took him all two years that he was in jail to write that. So he wants to touch down with a few of his homies and with Glorietta too. What does that mean? I assume that just means hang out and get plowed. Okay. Got it. I think he's just going to get totally wasted. But she wants to start planning the wedding. Um, yeah, she has a Pinterest scrapbook, you know, you know, things that guys care about. Yeah. You know, she needs him to help her pick out the flowers and he's not game because for right now he just got out and he wants to have some fun. Listen, like if I was engaged to my now wife who I love, you know, I'm ride or die, but if I get out of jail and she picks me up and she starts talking to me about a, talking to me about a fucking wedding scrapbook. I'm going to be diving out the window and like eating the glass off of the ground before I give a shit about that right now after I get out of jail. I know, right? It's so messed up. I I would I couldn't understand like what he was saying though in the car when it, the the conversation bounced around. What was this thing he was saying like were you going to be cool at the bar if other girls are hitting <laughs> on me? And even Glorietta called it out as dumb as she is. She's like how did that that's even kind come of up? random? Yeah, that's she's like, so that's random. random. Yeah. So random. I think that he was, um, listen, they don't know each other. They don't know each other at all. There's no communication here. And so the fact that she's, I think he's just throwing out random shit to see how she reacts because he doesn't know anything about her. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I just thought he was all over the place in the car, like, no, I don't want to do anything with the wedding. I want to go have fun at the bar. I just want to have fun. You know, and then you better, you know, she's so possessive because she said that she would holler at a girl if they were she I'll, was flirting I'll with me at the bitch ball. Up. Yeah, that was also messed up. I was like, wouldn't be her fault, would probably what? be yeah. Alexander's fault. I've never heard of of throwing signs. Um that I, I assume that just means flirting. I don't know. 
but that, that's he, a, yeah, that's a new just one. About me. like half of what Alexander says, I don't understand. So right. I don't know. But he might have to work on her. He might. <laughs> he might have bit. to. She has some work to do to get up to Alexander's standards. You know, let me tell you, because <laughs> Alexander has standards. No jealous bitches for him. You know, they've got to be cool with him calling his ex girlfriend and flirting with every other girl at the bar. Got to yeah, be gotta cool be, with that. Got to be cool. You got to, you know, run down, get a touchdown. This hotel is one of the fanciest places we have seen on Love After Lockup. Looked it up. It's nice. It's genuinely nice. And the room started like $189 on TripAdvisor. So I think it's like the suite that they were in is like legitimately nice. I felt genuinely bad for this hotel that is just trying to make a buck. They were swindled and bamboozled into being on this show. Some Matt Sharp producer wined and dined somebody and offered them 500 bucks. And now they have these two motherfuckers in their fantasy suite. I even know its name, the Huntington Suite. I know, I know. <laughs> like fire hosing jizz all over this beautiful hotel suite. You just have to burn it. You have to burn the whole thing down. Somebody like, somebody said in the Facebook group, like, is Matt Sharp keeping a tally of all the hotels and Airbnbs where we can no longer stay? Absolutely. I would never, I mean, I would never stay at this establishment after knowing what happens with these fucking people coming out of prison. Totally. Exactly. No, does anyone watching this want to go into that hot tub now? I don't know why you would agree as a hotel owner to have this to be on the show because it's not a good look for your show. Right. And the thing is, this is like a B and B we can, you, you found it in 10 seconds. We can oh, walk yeah. direct. It's not like this is just a Marriott. And like, if it's a Marriott who gives a shit because there's a million of them and you, you never even really know which one it's at. Right. But with this, exactly. it's, it's an, it's a business owned by a person. <laughs> it's just, it's like a, a family owned business. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of sad. I'm never it going is. to stay there. I know, and it looks so nice. Like, they had put a lot of work into it. So, anyway, that was unfortunate. But it was, I have in my notes, this hotel suite was by far the nicest hotel that we've ever seen on this show. And burn it to the ground for the insurance money. For sure. Call call poll up. (laughs) So, Alex wants to stay in. Surprise, surprise. He doesn't want to go out to dinner. He wants to fill up the bathtub and have soapy, gross bath sex with your clothes on. And why wouldn't he? Well, I don't know about the clothes part, but you 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 get this incredibly fancy hotel room. You don't communicate that you're going out to dinner until you're already in the hotel room. It's the nicest place he's ever been in, probably in his entire goddamn life. He hasn't been on a bed for two years, and he wants to blow a gig- he wants to blow the biggest load of his life in the hot tub. So of course he's gonna fucking want to stay there. I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't want to leave either. Why would I would want to stay in that nice room and just order some food and have a bang trip. Totally. Yeah. And God, just flip on the TV and watch some football. I mean, would you rather actually like have a conversation with Glorietta? Hell no. <laughs> Get in the hot Glorietta, tub. though, Glorietta said she wasn't going to sleep with Alex until she was wined and dined. But she's convinced <laughs> in about three seconds to hop in the, that tub with him and bang it out. So as soon as she he takes his shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. So post-sex, 14 hours out of prison, Alexander sneaks down to reception and asks for a phone because he doesn't have one yet. And who does he call, Kyle? 
someone who he wants to have them sit on his face. Glorietta. Glorietta <laughs> said she wanted to sit on his you, face. You, you didn't mention that. And I just had to bring it back. <laughs> I forgot. Yes. Skipped, no, that was you, the best part. How could I forget? You blocked that out. <laughs> I did. Cause the visual is like, she's like, I want to be wined and dined, but I guess I, I guess love him. So just sit had on sex with him. I want to sit on your face. I was like, well, that was a 180. Um, but yeah, he calls I feel like Julie. that would be legitimately dangerous in that tub full of soapy suds. I just I feel too. like th- there he could would be. Suffocate. I, I feel like there could be a death in that hotel very quickly. Me too. Totally. So, so yeah. anyway, this call with Juliana, though, I feel like he has a genuine connection with her. He talk, He like goes on and on about how they've been through thick and thin, except apparently for this recent stint in jail because she abandoned him. <laughs> Which is a smart thing to do. <laughs> so why is he stringing Glorietta along? Did he just need somebody to pick him up and like, yeah, I mean, ha- you know, listen, pay for his first night? He just got his rocks off. He got an awesome hotel room. Did you see that he was uh, carrying a bottle of Patron to the hot tub? She's buying him liquor. She's going to take him out to the old spaghetti factory after this or something. It's going to be a magical evening. And then he can go hook up with Juliana again. Oh, Lord. This is not going to end well. How many more episodes do you give these two? I say they're going to be on for only two more episodes. You know, um, I was kind of feeling that this season was going to end imminently i felt like most of these storylines were almost at the point of getting wrapped up but did you see the preview i'm trying to think if i did no because well no i did i don't remember the preview is one of those things that is kind of like it it, it seems like it's a mid-season preview where it says this season on love after lockup and it was a long preview that showed a lot of stuff we've never seen before and I don't know. A part of me just felt like we're halfway through this dumpster fire because it looked like there was a lot of stuff coming up. How many season? How many episodes of this new season two, dude? Se- season I, two point seven five. Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like at this point, I feel like season two is just going to go all the way to December thirty first or something. It's yeah, crazy. I feel like they're just going with calendar years. Anyway, yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy if there's that much more, unless they've kept a bunch of good stuff for the last few episodes. Uh, on that note, let's talk about Lacey and some dudes. So A bunch of dudes. Just Lacey and a bunch of dudes. So when Lacey's in the jail, she has to talk to Sean, a.k.a. John. Sean John. In the TV, like through the TV. But then did you notice during that like little one or two minute interlude that they have, it was production talking, like interviewing John directly. And they were through the traditional like glass with the mouthpiece speaker thing that you always see on TV. So I'm just confused as to how they were allowed to talk to him face to face. And Lacey had to talk to him through that weird TV screen thing. I'm not sure. I mean, there must be different levels of visitation. Maybe they had to apply in advance and pay money to get access and Lacey didn't want to do that. I I'm not sure, but yeah, you're right. It was, it was a totally different scenario with the, the behind the glass versus the video chat. Yeah. Also that picture of Lacey and John together in high school. Oh, she looks Lacey, completely different. I wouldn't have been able to pick her out of a lineup. No, honestly, she not at all. Look 
anything. She has butt implants, right? God, I kind of hope she does. <laughs> I don't know. She just looks like a regular person in that picture. And I look at her butt now. It seems to be getting like bigger every episode. And I'm just like, I don't... How is that real? It just doesn't... I don't know. Oh, anyway. my So my husband caught about like two seconds of Lacey. And he's like, what's wrong with her lips? He's like, her mouth doesn't move. And her mouth doesn't move. And I am convinced it's because she has so much lip filler... It's like her lips are swollen. So it's, it's kind just of her like jaw. The, her jaw is the only thing that moves and her lips just kind of follow along. I mean, imagine if you've ever had like, has your eye ever been swollen shut? You can't open it. It's the same with her mouth. Her mouth is like swollen and she could barely open it. You, you know, I, I'm not trying to sound mean, but it literally like kind of looks like a duck. It does. And and this is self-inflicted. This is not body yeah. shaming because she did this to herself with these fillers. It's so over the top and she's so young. And and maybe the most remarkable thing about it is that there are so many and this is this is no judgment. It's just the fact apparently there are a lot of men that are into it. A and lot. I, a lot. I mean, she has a, a significant following on her chatterbait or whatever the fuck it is that she's on um she's making a living she's supporting three kids uh it's it's oh kind of my husband amazing my, my I mean, husband good for her i guess it's crazy my husband's other comment was because her chiron came up and it was like you know lacy whatever age and then her occupation was listed as model he goes she's not a model <laughs> that's what he deduced from watching Lacey for 10 seconds Listen, I was like Lacey isn't, much, model. Lacey isn't much different than us I mean it would be no. like calling it would be like calling us comedians we're not comedians but we have we have we have a Patreon it's like it's the true. same thing with Lacey she is not a model but she has paying customers <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true so Lacey is there to see John this conversation got really weird she it was so weird she eases into the shane thing by asking about the paternity test to butter him up right. and then she says like i've been that's talking how you, to that's guy. how you open up a conversation about i'm cheating on you like by the way you may be the father of my child also i'm fucking this other guy i know oh no she's not fucking him though kyle oh sorry sorry so sorry why would he think that she's lying about that? I don't know. Maybe uh, because of all the other lies she's told, but she has not slept with him. So do not get that you, wrong. Maybe because you potentially knocked her up while she was married to this other guy who she had two other kids with. I know. Why wouldn't John think that she's a trustworthy person? Uh. It's very concerning. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. Bye. And then she just leaves. Yeah. I. I it's, it's dumb. She hangs up abruptly. That, his, he calls. His, did you buy his um, reaction? Um, I think we didn't get all of it. Yeah, but I think you could tell cut. he was really pissed when he ca- he calls Shane a dumb ass punk country boy. Pretty As accurate. He, I, I, and it, it was almost too accurate. Like it's almost like he knows who this guy is. It's like he knows Lacey's type. Like he's totally. known all so many other guys because she does have a type. When you see john and shane's pictures next to each other they look very similar shane looks horrible in his mugshot 
it's unfortunate. But when you put them side by side, you're like, yeah, yeah, they're basically like look the same to no, me. That's I don't know. Shane is ten years younger version of John. Basically, she um her retort is uh, to to John's you know anger is I'm sorry, I love you, and she has nothing else to say. And she that's sleeps. It. Goodbye. Yeah, she sleeps. That's it. Done. Yeah. But then what's even weirder is when she's out at this like cafe with her friend and she's like, I told John about Shane and the friend's like, well, what does he expect? He's been in jail over a year now. I'm like, (sighs) she's dating another inmate who is also in jail. So like maybe one would expect her to be faithful to at least one of them. She accepted the engagement ring from him while in jail. Right. So one would expect like, what does he expect? He expects that when he's out, he's going to stay at her house and they're going to get married because they're engaged. Moving into your goddamn house in a week. I'm sure what he didn't expect was her to go get another boyfriend that's in jail. I'm pretty sure that's what he didn't expect. And meanwhile, during this entire time, they've been having this like side conversation that you might be the father of my child. So what do you think that he expects? Like, if that is even on the table, of course he's going to expect her to be loyal because he's she could be raising his kid. But Kyle, men do this to women all the time. Oh, yeah, she's. I'm just exploring. I'm just exploring my feelings, Kim. I'm just exploring my feelings. Shane just treats her so well, you know. I mean, in those two days, in those thirty six hours that they were together, you know, he treated her so well, especially when he talked about hours. potentially maliciously wounding a guy for yeah. showing her a picture, or showing him a picture of his dick. Right. Yeah. In those 36 hours, he didn't kill a guy. Yeah. So he's great. He, he almost just, he, killed him. You know, it's great. Um, by That's, the way, one thing I noticed, I don't think we've ever seen people meet up at a bar and drink like a craft beer before. Did you notice that? I did. It, it's either like it was refreshing. They're drinking cores or they are really slamming cocktails hard at the bar. Like Darcy style, like yeah. shot, shot, shots. Yeah. It is kind of true. refreshing to just see I'm gonna order a local craft beverage from my my brewery in, in Virginia. I'm gonna drink <laughs> it responsibly with my yeah. friend. I'm gonna yeah. have one beer with my friend. I I don't know. That so, for some reason that tickled me. Let's move on to Angela and Tommy because uh, this I think was for me the highlight of the episode. Angela and Tommy, how long have they just been driving around? It's like dark out now. I have I'm, no idea it, how far they've gone. It looks like a long time. I mean, we know that three hours pass between the hotel and the diner and the marshal, just based on like the X number of hours Tony's been missing or AWOL. So right. I think they were out there like all afternoon. It seemed like an extensive uh, search, but Tony's new friend, Amy, you know, she's, she's just doing laundry and Angela is suspicious that they're, they were in a relationship. It sounds like, and I just don't believe that for a second. Like, I think if Tony is out like chasing tail, it's not with Amy. What do you think? I, yeah. Um, how do I say this? I would be really surprised if the person that Tony was cheating on Angela with was more concerning than Angela. 
<laughs> I mean, that would be kind of a feat. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And you know, the other thing that I didn't quite understand was that when they went to the diner that Tony frequents, how Angela knows this information, I don't know. But the waitress says like he lives just across over there from the hotel. So does that mean he wasn't living at the halfway house? That's what I was very confused by that. And and for a second, I thought Angela was going to like a light bulb was going to go off in her head and he's and she would have been like, oh, he's staying with some bitch across the street. Right. Right. But then they just drove away and then like the marshal text them. So I didn't understand what the point of that was. Um, now, I could understand Angela's position with the laundromat lady a little bit. And the reason is because she is being really weird. And I don't know. I guess this whole situation is just odd to begin with. You're working in a fuck. Imagine you work at the Marriott and you do laundry. And then all of a sudden there's a camera like following the storyline here. Like, I don't believe this for a second because she was miked. They, yes. She knew that she knew this was happening. But let's just follow along in the magical fairyland of Matt Sharp world. You are doing laundry. You're folding fucking towels. And then a camera crew walks in with this fucking lady and this guy that looks like Jerry Springer. And all of a sudden, she's questioning you about a guy that you've known for 10 minutes that worked with you. And you're going to be confused and a little bit weird and kind of offended that you're being accused of like having sex with this ex-convict on the run, right? So in that regard, I get why she was a little weird. But with the totality of the information that we know, she was not forthcoming at all. And she was clearly like antagonistic from the beginning. What do you think? What did she do that was antagonistic? This the way that she didn't uh, like if someone was coming in and they asked you, hey, this guy that you worked with is on the run from the cops. What do you know about it? Would you be like, nothing. I barely know him. Well, she said, would you extrapolate with more information and be like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I only knew Tony for a couple days. He seemed like a nice guy. Like you would, you would actually like elaborate a little bit about a situation like that instead of just being like, oh, I don't know. What do you do? What do you, what do you want about it? What do you do? You know what I mean? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If it were an actual cop, then yes, I would do that. But if it's just some bitch that's like coming at me and like in all up in my face immediately, like why would I tell her anything? That's personal information about an employee. I don't know who this person is. I'm not going to tell her anything about this person. I mean, Angela is essentially stalking Tony at this point. (laughs) He doesn't want to be found. He hasn't contacted her. Yes. He doesn't want her to know where he is. And she's out looking for him. And like, imagine if the the tables were turned and some guy comes in. I used to work at a hotel during high school. So I'm just imagining like, I'm working at first dad. Where's that girl Kim at? And some guy comes in and he's like, I'm looking for a girl that used to work here. I'd be like, fuck off. I'm not telling you jack shit about her. Like you stalker weirdo. Like I would, unless it was an actual police officer, I wouldn't tell them anything. That's a good, you make a very valid point. And I would probably call the police on that guy. You make a very valid point. It just seems like she would have said something to that effect. Like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to you. Instead, she got... She she was comping a dude. Do you know what I'm saying? She was a little bit. But the best <laughs> You're going to be drinking was- out of a straw if you don't leave. Whoa. Angela. That was like a little bit of a zero to 60 right there. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was that Angela's synopsis was, she had the nerve to threaten me. And I was like, uh, I don't think Amy 
threatened you, Angela. You like went in and was you were like zero to sixty immediately all up in her face. There were threats flying asking back her and about forth. Tony. Yeah, there were threats flying back and forth. Amy literally said, "You're about to be drinking through a straw." <laughs> so that's a little bit of a threat. Let's be real. Can I now, just be honest though? I felt really trashy watching this fight between oh Amy and Angela. I felt super trashy since the first time i fucking saw Lacey's face okay i know like, it's true I felt trashy for eight episodes but i thought that i mean what do you what are your thoughts i thought angela would have fucked this lady up if they got oh for fight. sure she's just bigger i did not like the way that angela made fun of her job she was like Oh, I think she got some laundry lint on me. I'm like, calm down, ego <laughs> over there. You're sitting here chasing a 19 year old that like wouldn't let you give him a blow job after you like gave him thirty thousand dollars. I would like chill yeah. out on the offensive remarks about her doing laundry. This is a totally. valid skill in the marketplace. She's doing work. She's earning her money. Leave her alone. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, it seems like after this uh, super fun time incident that Angela finally gives Tommy a chance and they go on a, what seems like a date, basically. <laughs> this but really, diner. they're just looking for Tony. <laughs> uh, this poor waitress, Loretta. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, he comes in here and flirts with all the girls in here, but he hasn't been in today. But he does have a reputation. Just what all the waitresses at this place want. How they long just, has he been out of jail? Like two weeks and he already has a reputation? Yeah. He's going into this fucking diner every day hitting on people. I assume it's because it's close to the hotel. So he probably comes there for lunch and dinner. And yeah, it, it doesn't take long to establish a, re a reputation when you're like a sleazy piece of shit. The best part is at the end of all their scenes, two things happen. The first is that Tommy asks the astute question... What are you going to do when you find Tony? <laughs> to which Angela doesn't really have a response. No, she, and I'm also confused at this point. What are we going to do when we find Tony? I mean, she basically just intimates if he's with a woman, she's going to beat the shit out of everyone. But other than that, there's really not much of a plan. I think that she, I, I think the real plan is just get his ass back to the halfway house and then question mark after that. Right. I guess. And then even better, the part, the federal marshal texts Angela when they're on the way home saying, we arrested him. FYI. I'm like, does a matter that, sure that would happen? Fuck. No, it's not. You think the federal, <laughs> not a state. This is not like a, a highway patrolman. This is a federal marshal. You think he's going to be texting random ass people? It's not even his wife. If it was his wife, okay. But they have they they're like not even in a real relationship at this point. Like, why is he texting her? Might as well text you, Kim. I know, and like, I just don't see a federal marshal like sitting in his office in the police department. Like, oh yeah, that texting. Angela girl. I better text her. Better text her and let her know. No, first off, he would call. It just doesn't make any sense. It's so dumb. But this, we're not seeing any more of Tony. I think it's over. Yeah. Let's talk about Cheryl and Josh. Josh is smartest person on the show, which really concerns me and makes me worried for the future of love after lockup in general. But Cheryl is super excited to hang out with Josh's nieces. Do you think those are the real kids. names? Do you think no. those are their real names? I hope they're not. Eternity they're and not. Serenity. 
I mean, I'm not saying because I, I think they're fine names, but just for the privacy of these poor underage children, I'm hoping that they gave them fake names. Uh, I have okay. I'm just going to skip all of my probably insanely offensive jokes about their names and move on. They're children. Move on. Yeah. Cheryl wants to smack the stupid out of Josh's mom, who's there at the zoo with them. <laughs> Nothing like a great zoo day, like you know your girlfriend beating the shit out of your mother. Hey, look! There's animals in cages. You kids ever wonder what prisons like? It's like that. So creepy. Um, oh, no, dear Lord. I wasn't thinking about you in prison when I was looking at the pretty animals. No, she's thinking about babies, Kyle. She's thinking about when is Josh going to be ready to have babies? Sorry, Uncle Josh. I was not thinking of prison while looking at the lions. <laughs> what did yeah, you think about this have, baby's let's conversation? Have more fucking kids. Let's have more fucking kids. That, that makes sense. We we live in the same area. We don't have any other problems going on. We just didn't we didn't just get into a screaming match in a three bed hotel room ten minutes ago. Let's have kids. <laughs> He's like, and Josh is so reasonable. He's like, well, maybe we should live in the same state before we talk about like getting married and having kids. And Let's Cheryl, check that box. She just wants to get married like now, and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna get my wedding dress in three days. Josh is like, that's a bad idea. He's pretty straight with her. And her also her comments about the longhorn are really disturbing. Like, what is her obsession with these longhorns? I think it's more just about she's just seeing herself living on the farm with a bunch of kids running around. I think that's the point of it. it and could what's have been, Josh going to do? It could have been any farm animal. You know, Josh okay. is going to be out there castrating the bull like Timmy on uh, before the 90 days. He's going to be like Father Jennifer out there. Right? Oh, Obviously. I don't know. Obviously, he's going to be riding a horse at dawn. Fucking, like, patrolling the pasture for coyotes. Cheryl's crazy. Crazy. No birth control. The pull-out method. Pull-out method. Oh, wait, wait. Super so, effective. Sorry. A little bit more descriptive. The pull-out and try to not get any in there method. Ugh. I know that I've made jokes before <laughs> about the pull-out method being my preferred um, form of birth control, but I was joking when I said that. So well, listen, it's, it's everyone's preferred method. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Let's think about this. So literally she does not know this guy. He is like two days out of jail and she's just, is this like what kids do these days? They just bang with no condoms. I Wearing feel like an ankle we, monitor. I feel like our generation, like condoms were pushed so hard on us since like middle school. I don't know if it's like that anymore. Uh, I don't know what the kids are doing these days with their with their condoms and their birth control. I have no idea. I'm it not going to pretend that I know mind. what. But th- this is a woman that has two kids. Three. It, it's just, fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just like Lacey has three and we forgot about the third. She even she even makes a joke that the pull out method didn't work before. Three so, times. I just. I don't know, man. She wants to get pregnant. I know. I know. It's real. Uh, oh, let's move on. I can't. <laughs> Vincent, Michelle, and Amber. I hate this too. I don't understand any of this. Like, what does Vince have to take from Amber? What does Vince have to benefit from Amber? She has nothing. She can't even afford a mattress. Do you think that, yeah, like from her perspective, I'm trying to understand why she thinks 
all of this insane amount of effort, let, let's just say hypothetically that, first of all, we know that he can't adopt Amber if they engage in a sexual relationship. So therefore, from Vince, so you're saying that Vince's entire game plan is to go through all of this effort, all of this time, all of this money that he spent just to get $250 back and he doesn't even get laid. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And even if that were true, like it doesn't work with Amber because he wants to be in a relationship with her. So that would be the puppy scenario, which again, could not have happened without Amber's intervening and setting that all up anyway. I completely agree that this Michelle woman is just, she's there to intentionally drive a wedge. Like she's been told, I don't want to be with Vince you got to help me make it happen because he's creepy and he's not going away. Totally. And and everything she does, she's like, if that was the case where Amber's like, listen, like I'm on the show. I can't like just bone out because I need the money, but this guy's super creepy. So you have to help me like make him hate me. If that's the case, I don't really have a problem with Michelle because she's, you know, it's like girl code type shit. You know, she's she's got to stick up for her friend. And if that's the case, she's doing a great fucking job because she is annoying as shit. And just like her mannerisms and the like her when they were standing outside and Vince was trying to kind of he, he was a little bit like opening up his heart for maybe like the first time, like saying how much, you know, he loves you. And, and he was being he was like being open about how he doesn't he didn't know what to do at first he was just guessing should i give you space it was almost like he was about to pour his heart out and she's just like making these huge like sighs and she's rolling her eyes and her entire body is like rejecting this and i was like you're so fucking annoying but if this was pre-discussed beforehand then i don't know i guess she's not that hateable what do you think i think that Vince did not have a very good answer when Michelle asked him previously in the restaurant, like why Amber, but nobody's asking Amber why Vince Amber hasn't made any compelling reason for why she is into Vince. I mean, she invited him here. She could tell him to fuck off, but she doesn't. So like, why was she interested in Vince? I mean, it seems like she had other sugar daddies. I thought Vince was being sweet and open. Look, Vince is a dumb, dumb. Okay. We get it, but he has. Go- I don't think he has any malicious intentions. So it's really pissing me off that Amber and her shitty friend Michelle are like, "Oh, he's trying to scam us." And I'm like, "This is by far the most upstanding citizen that you're ever going to attract romantically." So I think you're right. You should like. There is. It doesn't get better than this, Amber. It doesn't get better yeah. than this. Like he's 15 minutes late. See, I told you he's not right. Uh, yeah i was like wasn't your ex-husband like also a meth trafficker isn't he in jail right now with your mom isn't the reason that you're not having sex with your ex-husband because he's in jail okay just making sure there amber i there's i liked her in the beginning of the season like i remember the first time we met amber and i thought she was super compelling i really loathe her now 
she just not quite as much as Lacey, but she seemed um like britney level smart in a lot of ways just like super street smart we thought she was going to be the britney yeah and compared to most of the dumbasses on this show like that is the bar of admirable on love after lockup so at first we were like well we kind of like her because she doesn't seem like a complete moron um but now yeah i i agree in that like okay you don't necessarily have to um you know it's not like she has to justify oh i'm going to marry him or anything like that but you're you're constantly peppering vince with why do you want to be with me questions and i agree with you like well why does she want to stay with him now other like even even right now why is she still with him for any other reason except he's like giving me money for mattresses and shit right exactly she's using him point blank i mean and he has absolutely nothing to gain from her so do you think that this is guilt and then she's kind of projecting her own guilt on him because she doesn't like him and she feels guilty because he's buying her shit so she She has to turn it around she's trying to make him look bad so that she has an excuse to break up with him when she doesn't need him anymore period that's it very simple i agree Let's talk about Andrea and Lamar and wrap it up. So Andrea is nervous. <laughs> and you said Andrea and Lamar. <laughs> I, I have it written Andrea and Lamar too. Oh my God. Lamandre. <laughs> we cannot get this right. Andrea and Lamandre. I literally have it written in my notes. Andrea and Lamar too. I, Andrea's nervous. She's going to break the news to Lamandre that she wants to break up with him. Yeah, correct. Correct choice of action. And I I admired that she stuck to her guns on this and she seemed like she was very she stuck to her convictions, right? And Lamandre didn't really um you know, he didn't he didn't take like a retaliatory tone. I was afraid this conversation was going to get really dark uh, when too. it started, but it seemed like a a couple of reasonable people having a conversation about their goals and their relationship. And I was a little bit thrown by it. I don't know. I, it was almost, it almost felt like a reenactment because it was so, um, I don't calm. know. Calm. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Calm. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Andrea said, I think it was before she called him. She's like, I just need the, to set the record straight because she mentions, because people were asking like, why, you know, last episode, why was she talking to this retired detective? Why isn't she asked Lamandre's lawyer? But she says his lawyer hasn't given her any straight answers. So that's mm. why she, you know, he's neither he nor Lamandre have given her straight answers about when he's going to get out. And Lamandre says some like sketchy ass thing. I, I wrote it verbatim. I mean, the plan is, and I can't really speak to you about it, but I mean, right. it could have, but I mean, it's not like it's over with. So Lamondre and his attorney have some plan they've concocted, well, but to be clear, I mean, they're not married. And even if they were married, I don't know what uh, attorney client privilege extends to the spouse, but all Lamondre would have to do is tell his attorney, like, don't fucking tell Andrea anything. And he's literally bound by his code of ethics and the bar to, to not, say anything to her so it's not totally. the lawyer's fault i'm sure lamandre doesn't want her, doesn't want the lawyer to say anything to her anyway yeah but i was surprised i mean lamandre they even interview him and he's like well i hope i hope you know nobody snatches her until i get 
until I get out, and then he's hopeful that they'll get back together. <laughs> Calls her a beautiful person. The end. I don't know. A part of me feels like LaMondre is smart enough to not literally threaten her life on national television. <laughs> yeah, not, you know. Yeah, not not that he would do that, but I do think... Well, he might. He's top five in Daytona Beach. I yeah, uh, think that's I mean, I guess, in the I guess what I'm. I guess what I'm saying is like, I feel like the second he does get out, even if Andre, Andrea is married with like two more kids with another guy, he's coming and he's going to yeah. try to, he's going to try to get her back. And he's not, I don't, you know, I'm not suggesting he's going to do anything violent, but I do feel like he's probably going to make her life a little bit miserable and probably stalk her. Oh yeah, for sure. So I don't think he's going to get out anytime soon though. Even it's going to be a few years. So he might even have another side check by then. Who knows? Totally. Oh yeah. He's, well, he's after well this networked. Show, I bet you after that, we know that if, if people are going to reach out to fucking Clint and try to hook up with him after this show, I bet you there's probably th- Lamandre has 300 new pen pals. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. All right. Anything else? No, I think that wraps it up. I did a ton of research to try and figure out with the drops uh, from the <laughs> mouth, the teardrop tattoos on the mouth level are um of alexander's and i i googled for a full five minutes nothing that's Tons a lot of, of research stuff on, on like the tier, history of the teardrop tattoos teared rule nothing about the blood drops from the mouth okay well thank you for doing so, that um, yeah my, if anybody knows let me know my google search history is polluted let's just say yours oh, right yours is a goddamn swamp i'm sure it's really bad. I get really concerning ads. <sighs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Anyway. Prison tattoo removal services. Yeah, right? Oh, Lord. I it's... get a lot of bidet ads now. Yeah, me too, from 90 Day. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the facial tattoo, like, you can't really get rid of those. So, which is the whole point of the teardrop tattoo from the beginning is like in the 70s when these originated. It was, um, you know, to symbolize that you killed someone, but then it's kind of warped to be like, it's warped into if you are raped in prison, your rapist will will mark you with a teardrop tattoo to symbolize that they own you. And it's a tattoo that you can't cover up because it's on your face. So the evolution of the teardrop tattoo is fascinating in and of itself. <laughs> and wow. let's end on that depressing note. Um, Okay. Yeah. Glad I know that information now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not glad that I know it, but I can't unknow it. And this is all because freaking <clears throat> Alexander has some stupid ass drop tattoos coming down from his mouth. And I don't know what the fuck they mean. And it's pissing me off. And now you all know that tidbit. Thank you for listening to Love After Lock of Cray Cray. <laughs> Thank you, Lola, for sponsoring. Go to mylola.com. <laughs> slash or sorry just go to mylola.com and enter enter code love cray cray 30 to get 30 percent off your first <coughs> month subscription thanks lola thanks <laughs> you're a brave sponsor we appreciate you all right bye guys bye guys <laughs>